everyone, it's Matt DeGeorge here with the latest, long-awaited edition of the Delco Football Podcast. I am here with my colleague Matt Smith, and uh, it's a little after midnight when we're recording this on Thursday, I guess Thursday morning, uh, but with the games that we have coming up this weekend, we felt that we just had to, uh, we had to put together a podcast. We appreciate everyone who's been reaching out and, and asking for one, and uh, we've been trying to get them done, um, but we are able to get to one this week uh, and it's kind of not a moment too soon because I don't think I'll offend anybody by saying that the Central League and the Del Val the champions get crowned this weekend you've got the two eight no teams in the Central League Springfield and Garnet Valley uh, going up against each other you've got two three and O teams in the Del Val in Academy Park and Penwood playing each other and with only one week left in the regular season after this this is kind of decision time. Let's start in the Central League, Matt Smith. Springfield and Garnet Valley, we've we've both seen both of these teams this year. They're both 8-0. What is there that's really separating them? Their, their depth, their experience. Um, you look at every area, uh, kind of all facets of, of each team. They're, you know, they're, they're just really lethal. <laughs> if you look offensively, defensively, special teams – you know, they are the two best teams in the league for a reason. And, you know, it should really make for an exciting uh, game here that, you know, as you alluded to, um, will in all likelihood uh, determine the champion. If I, if, I were to, if I were to break it down, kind of group by group, you know, I give the edge in the passing game probably to Springfield. Springfield, yeah. Which is nothing new. I think the best playmaker on the field is Jaden McKenzie. Yes. Uh, and I think Springfield has a really good defense. But there's something about that Garnet Valley possession, being able to milk the clock, being able to pound you in the running game, that can kind of be a big equalizer. Yeah, it, it can wear down even the best defensive lines. And Springfield has arguably the best, one of the best defensive fronts in the county. Uh, you know, I went out there today to Springfield to kind of talk to uh, one or two of the, the defensive guys just about that exactly. I mean, they they know it's a challenge. It's 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 a war of attrition. Uh, it comes down to who who's gonna um, who's gonna say I quit first. And I mean, first of all, Garnet Valley, you know, they run the ball. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. Just, just a couple times. It's just three, uh, yeah. one, two, three, 70 times, whatever. Three, 318 yards per game rushing. That's because they run the ball anywhere between 50 and 60 times, about uh, almost a 50 uh, average on the season. Man, that's, that's nuts. That's insane to think about. On the flip side, uh, Springfield's been very good. You know, outside of uh, Cardinal Harrow, they have the best uh, run defense in the county. Uh, they're averaging – 96 yards uh, per game. Uh, so uh, uh, running offenses are having very little success against them. So here we go. It's um, kind of a, you know, a clash of, you know, you have one side who's very good at, at what they do, and then on the opposite side, the, uh, the Springfield defense is very good at what they do. So, you know, it should be fun. You know, we'll come down to uh, a uh, Garnet Valley – they kind of aired the ball out last week. We'll come down to a, a big play in the passing game. Uh, who knows? I mean, you know, because you know Springfield, like you said, Springfield's going to throw the ball. They're yeah. not just going to rely on on McKenzie. They're going to get all their receivers involved. And um, they're very good at kind of stretching the field a little bit. And Garnet Valley 
has been good. I, I saw them do a really good job against Haverford and then struggle a bit against Marple Newtown. Um, so we'll see. It, you know, it should be fun. But it won't surprise me if it comes down to, like, you know, a, a pass play, you know, in the last moment. Oh, so. yeah, I could see this very much being a 17-14, you know, one-score close game. I wonder how much that game last week with Garnavelli throwing the ball, and I think they threw for three touchdowns, how much that is just planting that seed in the back of the mind of Springfield coach Chris Britton and his staff, just, you know, letting them know, hey, you know, this is here. If you're going to put 10 guys in the box, maybe, you know, maybe we can hurt you with that. Mm-hmm. And the thing I think with Springfield's defense is that they are really good at m- causing mistakes, mm-hmm. really good at creating turnovers and capitalizing on those turnovers. And one of the hallmarks of those Mike Ricky teams at Garnet Valley is that they don't make a lot of mistakes. They're crisp in the running game. Right. They don't put the ball on the ground. They just manage the game really well, grind it out, and then when they have their one or two or sometimes more plays where they bust through the line of scrimmage for a big gainer, it hurts all the more because they don't make mistakes on the back of that. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of manage that. I'll be honest, it's Thursday, and I haven't made a pick on this game yet. I picked against Garnet Valley in the Haverford game, Mm -hmm. which uh, was incorrect, very incorrect. So that's kind of weighing on me. And playing at Garnet Valley, that's that's a difficult place to play. I think that factors into it. But what you said, I mean, Springfield's defense has 24 turnovers. That's the most in the county right Jade now. Jaden McKenzie has uh, 38 defensive touchdowns yeah, uh, by yeah. my rough estimate. Springfield is going to have to find a way, I think, early to kind of get in the backfield a little bit, kind of make plays happen, uh, uh, negative yard yardage plays, uh, just to kind of uh, plant that seed of doubt in the Garner Valley, uh, you know, in terms of the way they, they're going to run their offense. Um you know, if, if guys like Matt Lasick, Danny Guy are struggling early, then I think you're going to see Garner Valley kind of go away from what makes them so successful. And that's what Springfield wants to do. Springfield's yeah. going to want to make them throw the ball. You need yeah. that. You need that one drive disruptor where you're able to throw them for a loss. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's second and twelve, and then maybe that offense doesn't work quite as efficiently than when they're up against it yeah because it's designed to grind away you know four to seven yards of carry but when you're in those longer range situations then it's a little bit less comfortable you maybe force them into an incompletion that's how you get the ball back that game is uh and i believe that's a game you're going to be at friday correct yeah yes i'll be there so that's i mean it gets the football friday treatment football friday matt smith will be there and it leads to the podcast so that's we can pretty much crown that as the game of the week, but yeah, it's been the game of I think of the county. Like looking, you know, three weeks ago, it's a game you sort but of circled. I, I am going to say I, I'm going to be willing to bet that for pure excitement value, AP and Penwood might be a better game. Yeah, it could because be because those are two offenses that have really started to click in recent weeks. Uh, I think AP's found something good with Skylar Phyllis at quarterback. Um, he's been able to air it out. And Desmond Johnson has been absolutely excellent for Penwood. And this is a game under the lights of Kerr Field. Both teams come yeah. in 3-0 in the DelVal. With all due respect to the AP Innerborough game that's coming next week, I think this is the game that decides the championship there. Where do you kind of come down sure, on this Sure, I kind of, you know, I, I do, I see what you're saying. I, I can also see, let's hypothetically, if Academy Park wins this game, I can see them losing to Innerborough. They lost to Innerborough last year when I thought that they would win by 
three touchdowns. Not counting out Interboro. <laughs> I mean, Interboro is a four don't and four team that struggled. Right. You don't count that struggled, out but you don't ever. Especially in Interboro against Academy Park. It's you know traditionally so much baggage. Something, there. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We're kind of getting ahead of ourselves because this game is really it, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, you have Penwood quarterback Desmond Johnson Jr. He's thrown for fifteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns. Uh, two of the top three leading receivers in the county are. Are Penwood are from Penwood. Uh, Eleven touchdowns for Kennedy, Kennedy Poles and, and Raheem Bowens. Nuts who, for me. Raheem Bowens, who could be the most dynamic. 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 There you go. It's uh, been a long shift. It's okay. Uh, he could be the most dynamic uh, player in the county. He's so fast. I mean, I saw them last week against Chichester, uh, who did a pretty good job uh, in the first half. With with Ch- uh, Chichester's defense did a pretty good job against. Uh, kind of getting to the quarterback, uh, Johnson. That's one thing I think Johnson, uh, he's only a sophomore. My gosh, 6'3", 240 pounds, according to their roster. He's only a sophomore, and um, I think one thing he has to get better at is kind of getting the, getting out the ball. Uh, he took uh, three or four sacks against Chichester, and now you know Academy Park, they fly on defense, and they're going to come. They're not going to be afraid to blitz on every other play. Um, so that, sh- that should be really fun. But I find it, even Academy Park's uh, defensive secondary, which has been really good, guys like De- uh, Devin Golds and Jamal Martin. Jamal Martin has been kind of playing everywhere on their defense. Um, Aziz Batmus, who can play D-line, uh, middle linebacker, outside linebacker, or, or safety. Um, they, they have a lot of guys that they can move around. And But can they cover Kennedy Poles and Raheem Bones? I mean, legit, legitimately, they are two of the best wide receivers I think we've had in the county in the last five, six, seven years. So it'll be fun. It could be a shootout. It could be just a big, you know, 30. I could see 37, 34 or something like that. Docs Aiken and Abel Hoff will, will be waiting outside to discuss yeah. that with you in just Abel a little Hoff. bit. Yeah, his, his, we'll, his, we'll bring up the – but, I mean, 11, <laughs> I, 11 touchdowns. I would be interested in, you know, the first few years that I worked here, I'd be willing to bet that – Eleven touchdowns would have been the high for a season most of those years. Yeah, you, and and polls could have two, will have two more games, could probably have three more games left. That would be a, a remarkable tally for him. It's you're gonna, you know, we talked about this like in podcasts past of your about how you know it's it's really a football high school football is it's the era of the of the the passing offense. You're gonna see a lot a lot of these records go down. Like Anthony Paoletti's passing record, which he said two weeks ago, that's not going to stand that long. Um, that could be a podcast for another day. But um, you have these. Exciting I got. I've got some hot takes on that yeah. one, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll save those. Like Johnson, he's only a sophomore. He could threaten the the county's passing record. So if Jake Ruane doesn't have it if first, Jake Ruane doesn't from Haverford doesn't do it first. We could we could have <laughs> you go on about Academy Park for hours, as uh. we know. Looking at uh, you know aside from. These old-fashioned things, such as league titles, uh, as, ah. m- as much as we've yeah. talked about the Central League and the DelVal League and all those things that some people would have you uh, have us erase down the road, which is again another podcast. Mm-hmm. The Garner Valley Springfield game is the meeting of the top team in District One's six A classification and in District One's five A classification. So at the end of this weekend, oh, yeah. one of those teams will have a loss. Either one of them will probably slide because they have an unbeaten team behind them. Um, just to review where the rankings are, in the 6A classification, you have Garnet Valley at 1. Haverford sits 10th. Haverford uh, has their non-league 
game as a compensation for the Thanksgiving game with Upper Darby. They travel to Lansdale Catholic. Uh, I don't imagine they're going to have a ton of trouble with Lansdale Catholic. Cardinal O'Hara took care of them pretty handily a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So they're in 10th and look to move up. Upper Darby's got an intriguing game Friday night against Middletown uh, of Delaware, which is one of the top teams in the first state. They were uh, Middletown actually beat Silesianum, uh, which is a pretty good team. Um, they're undefeated. So th- that's, that's going to be a little bit of a battle. Penwood is 17th in the standings, top 16 go. So that yeah. adds a little bit of extra weight to this AP game. Absolutely. AP doesn't have to worry about that as a 5A team. They are uh, their fourth in 5A. And then Ridley is also hanging around in, in 19th place, where if they went out, they could possibly sneak in there, even at 6-4, even at and four, the subject of your notebook this week, that Ridley's still got plenty to play for. Yeah. Um, they, Ridley can... Obviously, with a win, they they play Conestoga this week, and then I'm sure they're cheering for Academy Park to beat Penwood. Uh, they've got some other – they can scoreboard watch Harry Truman, Hatboro Horsham, Spring Ford, all those kinds of teams, and, you know, hope for hope for some upsets. Yep. 5A is the Delco-laden category. Just rename it Delco 1 Class 5A. <laughs> at, at that, this, that's what it is. At this point, it's – so it's, it's really – it's Springfield, then a couple other teams, Academy Park – then a bunch of Chessmont teams, yeah. like four or five Chessmont teams in a row. Upper Dublin got lost in there. And then from 10 to 16, you have basically the middle half of the Central League, just yes. all the way down. 10 is Marple uh, at 4-4. Four and four. They've got Harridan this week, so they should be moving up. Strathaven and Radnor play this week, which is another That's game that game. I struggled. Yeah. I struggled to pick that game. And I 11 think 11 versus 12 in, in the standings here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because you know Radner's coming off getting shut out last yeah. week against ha- ha- Haverford, which is very good defense. But I think it's going to be a really tight kind of one-score game. Radner's allowed uh, an average of six points per game in their last three games, and you know they hung tough with Ridley. They could have won that game. They lost 14 to six. And right. last week to hold Haverford to 10 points, Tommy Tommy Ryan's doing a great job with that defense. They're very underrated. They could give somebody. Uh, some fits uh, come playoff time. I'm, you know, whoever they end up with. It I mean, be, it could be AP. Right now it would be Rustin, and, right and they'd be looking at yeah. As we depart the subject of defense, 13th <laughs> is Sun Valley, uh, which they play Unionville this week, which for my money is going to be maybe the most high-powered be, game. Yeah. Uh, can we can we say it like that? Uh, we, Sun Valley gave up 70 points last week to Rustin. They've given up... I think it's 193 yeah. points in five games. Yes. They've won two of those games, so that's a plus. So they, they have a very explosive offense, as you found out in last week's notebook with Jules Kelly and, yep. and Anthony Ellis running the show. But the defense, maybe not. Um, Chai is in 14th. Chai's struggling right now. Glenn Mills is in 15th. They've got Innerborough this week. Yeah, they're they're going in the wrong direction as well. And 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 surging very quietly is Pencrest. Which at two and six would make the playoffs in Andrew Pigeon's first year, and they've got Lower Marion at home this week. So, yeah. so you're looking at, and Again, then 18th is Chester at two and six, not dead yet. Nope. Believe me, I, I I I know this well as last year on the final day of the regular season that it was announced over the Chester PA system that the winner of then Chester, who was two and nine or two and seven at that point, and and Glenn Mills, who I believe was. Uh, three and five, three and six at that point. The winner of that game made the playoffs. <laughs> Every, so, everybody yes, makes you, the playoffs. You, you, you're going to see uh, a three-win team make uh, districts in 5A. 
without a, without a doubt. Might you're you're getting to the point where a team? Well, I guess you still have to be 500 to host a playoff game, so at least that sanctity is preserved a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot. I mean, Westchester Henderson's one and seven, and they're not necessarily out of it. Which makes you nostalgic for a system like the Interac, where it's yeah. a quite simple win-loss. That, that'll allow us to transition nicely to what is another really good game on Friday. And, you know, we're kind of in the office lamenting that we have 13 games to cover on an extremely busy Friday. But there are some really good games, and one of them is Malvern Prep at EA. Can we just say that we probably won't cover every game? Unfortunately, yeah, we're gonna have to apologize to the. the to it, it's too much, guys. We're sorry. We're gonna have to we're apologize gonna, to the good people of. It looks like right now. I, I don't know. I don't know who, but we're gonna apologize yeah. to some good people because thirteen games in all in Delaware County, all in too, Delaware County, we, uh, we, we are a little bit, a <laughs> little difficult. Yeah. Uh, we're we're drafting in strangers off the street, but Malvern and EA is one of those games that I think somebody. We are going to get a warm body, too. I hope so. Um, yes. And, you know, probably two of the better teams in, in the Interact, I would, I would say think. so. I would say I mean, so. Um, Malvern, Malvern's a classic team of you kind of have to look past their record because they only have two wins because they played, they played a, a tough gauntlet schedule. of a schedule, yeah. uh, a national schedule, really, for a team in this area. And then last week, you know, they, they won a 23-9 game against Penn Charter, which gets Haverford School this week. I don't think GA is necessarily out of it. They are the returning co-champs. I haven't seen Episcopal. I know you've spoken very highly of of what seems like from copy editing all the stories, the D. Will Barley and Milt Mamula show, which Episcopal Academy rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Um, But uh, tell me a little bit about what you've seen from EA. It is the D. Will Barley show uh, offensively. I mean, he does absolutely everything. He gets... 30 carries a game. He'll catch four or five passes. He'll, you know, he scored, I think he has like uh, 17 touchdowns this year between rushing and receiving. I will say. He would, he would give credit yeah. to Adam Klein and the other guys the on the line. line. I know he would do that, so I, uh, I, I will do that for Yeah, Adam for Klein, D-Hill. Ryan Rockenbach, a bunch of guys that are just really, I mean, uh, playing outstanding football. The young quarterback, Marcus McDaniel, is uh, really coming into his own. Uh, one thing they're lacking is other options outside of D. Will Barley. Um, and I think that's going to be an ongoing challenge for EA um, in these next uh, few weeks here. You know, I think if they want to beat Malvern, somebody else other than Barley is going to have to step up. Yeah, and Milton Momola, who's, you know, he can't get six sacks every game, although it seems like he does. That, uh, that would be a little that that sounds tiring. But no, they're good defensively. It's not uh, not just Mamoli. They have a lot of guys that move around and and kind of make things happen. So um, I think right now Malvern and EA are the two best teams in the league. I think the league will go through them. Uh, with all due respect to GA and Penn Charter um, and those guys. So G, uh, Germantown Academy, who I saw last week, they're just a tough you know tough team that kind of runs the ball a lot, and they have a six three quarterback who. You know, will isn't afraid to take the ball himself and run up the middle and get some tough yards. And, and defensively, they have a bunch of guys that fly around. Um, so it should be fun. It could be again like last year; they had co-champions last year, and it could be one of those 
leagues were uh, one of those years where everybody beats everybody. So where things get weird because they started so much later than the PIAA. Only only week two for them, so we've still got some time to to discuss them in the coming weeks. Yeah, uh, I think that's everything for this week's schedule. Oh. Uh, as always, uh, you can find all of our work in the Delco Times as well as online at paprepLive.com. Matt Smith on uh, Thursday night in Friday's paper is going to have is somehow going to whittle all this down to five games to watch, but there's really more than five games yeah, to watch. There is. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Springfield and Garnet Valley is going to get a little bit of focus in his notebook, as he mentioned, or in his Football Friday feature. You can follow Matt Smith on Twitter at DT Matt Smith, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sports Doctor MD. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah.